0: place we could go so close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous
1: Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show episode number 528. Yeah. Uh, we were absent last week. Uh, I wasn't feeling great. I'm still not feeling great. I'm still not even sure what it is, but um, I'm here. Uh, we are also still not doing a video. I don't know what's going to happen with our video version. Um, I think Skype ruined us and <laughs> nothing else seems to be working well. And uh, yeah. But anyway, we're here with audio, right? Yeah, audio. well, it's... Uh, Audio's great. It's Steam Deck Eve for me. Steam Deck Eve. E, uh, Eli got the golden the golden email that his Steam Deck is
0: shipping, and apparently it's going to be delivered tomorrow. Yeah, well, allegedly. I, I don't know. Does FedEx deliver on Saturday? It seems weird that they're telling me it'll come on Saturday. No, yeah, they deliver on Saturday. All right. Um, the... Uh, did
1: you, did you clear your schedule? You probably had a really busy weekend planned, huh? Oh yeah. The busiest, you had to
0: cancel a lot of plans. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> had to move a lot of things around, uh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. No, That's I'm, fun. I'm super stoked for it. What's, what's weird is that like, um, three of my friends in Chicago, like all had their number come up this week too. Like, so I like oh, there's going to be like four people in my like little circle that all got is getting their Steam deck like at the same time. That's fun. Um, yeah. Uh, is, is, there, is there any possibility that FedEx
1: gets the, you know, your address is wrong in maps? Are they going to uh, like deliver it no, we, minutes away? We get,
0: we get FedEx. Okay. Just good. Not that often. But that's the only thing that ever comes FedEx is like our stuff chewy. They, but everything else is. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, what's crazy yeah, though is that they, funny. so they, they ship them out of their, their North American distribution hub is in Carroll stream, Illinois which is like mm. uh, basically inside of a bike ride from where like uh, the area that we used to live. And like all my friends got there's oh, like like they, there, showed up uh, one of them showed up um, before the shipping notification even hit. Wow. Cause it's just and like,
1: hand delivered each one of them.
0: Well, I mean, it, it probably was just like, Oh, well yeah, we got a FedEx truck going out today. Yeah. This here, just take yeah. this 10 feet.
1: No, yeah, that's funny.
0: That's pretty awesome. Uh, you had to go move to Tennessee. Now yeah. you're waiting until Saturday. So yeah. uh, I'm just happy to finally get it. I uh, under the advice of Mikhail, I ordered that uh, one terabyte micro SD card. Uh, yeah, fifty percent off or whatever. Like screaming deal terrible for price. that
1: one twenty five for a terabyte terabyte.
0: I feel like when um, the switch came out, I paid that for like a hundred gigabyte card, maybe or whatever. Like the sweet yeah, spot was they, the pricing those prices, man, I would love to know the actual
1: margins on those. Cause I think that they're just marked up so crazy because a lot of those are constantly just always on sale. They're always like half off for like the five twelve or 400. Yeah. Um, where you're like, I don't know, how is this always on sale? But, um, yeah, I remember buying, I bought a 400 for my switch a few years ago and I think it was like in the 80 to 90 range. So it's like, definitely come down a long ways. And those one terabytes for a while were like 300 bucks. I think when they
0: first came out or 400 and it's like crazy. It's it's in my understanding that the difference in pricing on that stuff has to do with yield, which is why like in Mm -hmm. computer processors, like Mm -hmm. there's always like the sweet spot of like, Oh, this is the, the good cheap one. And then just like a little bit faster, be like twice as expensive. That makes sense. That would make sense. So if like, this is where their sweet spot of production is right now is like the one terabyte ones. Like, it might yeah. cost them less to make that than a, you know, smaller size one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But really cool. Though. Really, I mean, uh, I, it's, it's really wild. Just like looking at the package of this dumb little one terabyte SD card being like, Holy cow. Like how yeah. does this much data fit on something? That's like basically the size of the tip of my pinky. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it does trip me out. Really um, just amazing. I mean, like particularly, man, I, I don't know. I'm dating myself. I mean, of course, you know, people older than me could say stuff like this too, but like, I remember yeah. when zip, uh, when zip disks came out Yes, and you zip went disk. from, you know, like zip. zip disks were amazing. The, uh, what, like what, original floppy was what? Wow. One point. Well, the, the smaller 3.5 inch floppies were what? 1.4 megabytes or something like that. Possibly sounds like right. Yeah. yeah, and then you know you j- so you jumped from that to a hundred megabytes on a on a little disk, and it was just like yeah. truly unbelievable. Like oh my god, I can hold thirty
1: photos on this.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's
1: crazy! I'm going to well, transfer photos at my friend's house.
0: The crazy thing is, at the time, um, I want to say that the hard drive in my computer was like fifty megabytes or something like that. Yeah. So it was like yeah. I had this external disk that had like twice the space of what was in my computer. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I think about like a terabyte SD card that I have a terabyte, uh, hard drive on my laptop. So it's like, Oh yeah, I could buy one of those and just stick it in the heart. Now that these have SD card slots again, just stick it well, in there and have a whole doubled hard drive.
0: Basically. That, um, there's, there's a company, uh, I don't remember who it was. I, they've seen it on Mac rumors that they make like yes. little micro SD card holders that will fit flush with the, uh, yeah. with your laptop, which seems pretty cool to me. Yeah. I know. I looked at those and I was like, I like that idea. Uh, Especially
1: the idea of like an onboard, um, like time machine backup seems kind Mm -hmm. of interesting to me because I have an external drive that's not networked or anything like that. So anytime I want to do a time machine backup, it's like, okay, I got to like go plug in and let it sit or whatever, Um, which seems kind of like. A, like a silly idea to have an onboard time machine backup. Cause if you lose your laptop, there goes your backup too. I would be, well, that's I do it. I everything. would do it as like an additional yeah. backup to just be constantly backing up and then have a, I also use like back plays and stuff, but yeah, I
0: do all this, all the cloud stuff. And like, I actually, um, I remember is this laptop or the laptop before I was like, you know what? I'm going to set this up like pretending that I lost my other laptop and I need to exclusively oh, yeah. do it online. Yeah. And it was yeah. fine. I mean, it worked fine. I was like, yeah. damn, yeah. okay, this is cool. Because yeah. I was like half expecting it to be like, oh, God, this is, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this only has half my stuff or this is taking forever mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. else. But it, like, I mean, you know, worked, worked fine, which I guess is what yeah. these things are supposed to do. So, right. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I saw those on Mac rumors. Like, I love that idea
1: because I don't really use the SD card slot anyway. And um, just plugging it up with something useful would be cool. Or even it's just like photo, you know, save space on your hard drive for things like photos and stuff that you don't really use yeah. all the time.
0: For uh, all your all your ROM sets that you yeah, must I mean, obsessively carry around with uh, you everywhere they, you, they you go. They don't, have, they don't have one big enough for all <laughs> my terabytes of,
1: of ROMs. But um, yeah, those things though, are, they're neat, but like, the one terabyte one, which they just came out with, I think is $250 or like three ninety nine,
0: or it's something no, pretty ridiculous. I, I feel like yes. I saw one that was just like the holder and you put whatever micro SD card you wanted in it. And, the, and like um, the, the holder that thing. Could be, I'm talking about, uh, they just reviewed, they just came out with a one terabyte
1: one. Where are you? Mac rumors. Um, yeah. which seems like a cool idea, but, uh, the price was just too, too crazy for me. Yeah. I
0: don't, yeah, I don't, I, rem- I don't I, I what remember what the actual, but I, I know, I know, th- I know for sure that I've seen one. That's just like, yeah, put whatever micro SD card you want in here. But then mm. there's also the same, same idea, but it has like the storage baked into it. Right. That's what I was thinking of. Cause they just,
1: Macrumors has just reviewed one of those, um, within the last week. Oh, well they post too much. I can't find it. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, uh, yeah,
0: pretty cool idea. Like something that just sits flush, I think, is ideal. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, also, I was I um,
0: speaking of speaking of ROMs. I've been uh, mm-hmm. i been kind of looking at um, all the different emulation. Like I've gone down the YouTube rabbit hole of mm-hmm. uh, emulation possibilities on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because I don't know. I'm a moron that uh, much. Much like my musical taste listening to the same dumb bullshit that i downloaded on napster in two in the year 1999 um you still want to own all music but my, just listen
1: to the same five bands
0: yeah my my game tastes are basically like okay well i guess we're gonna play uh uh link to the past again on this new machine right. yeah even though i own uh probably no less than a dozen different things that i can play it on right now yep yeah um so uh yeah, the the um, really surprising how uh, how much noodling you can do on the Steam Deck with emulation. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this one video that I was watching yesterday was talking about how um, like adding, like you can use the Emu Deck stuff to add individual ROMs like directly to your steam library. And then like all these different like custom images that you, that people do to like make them appear as if they have all (laughs) the same, like hero images and carousel images and stuff like that. So they'll just show up as like the title. And I was like, Oh my God, I, this, this is like the quintessential emulation rabbit hole is you spend 10 million years adding the custom steam Uh, front-end art to all the games that you want to play just just to admire your library and and yeah and then you play play super mario brothers 3 for four minutes (laughs) yeah (laughs) um
1: that's uh welcome to your life starting tomorrow i that was the point i got to just before i sent my steam deck to mikhail was like um just started doing like Figuring out how to like change the uh, hero images and stuff in Steam and being like, oh, oh, okay. Cause I've been dealing with them like a lot of stuff, especially like apps or things that you add through Steam but aren't actually on Steam, just are a generic square that says yeah, like no right. box art available or whatever. Um, and I'd sort of just grown used to it, but it, it is annoying. And then learning that you can like adjust all that stuff and customize them. And if you want, customize the existing steam apps if you don't like the hero image or whatever you can just get weird yeah so um, steam grid. yeah you can find all the, the images you want on steam grid
0: it, it is true like it's 1070 uh different things on here for yeah for non-steam yeah. games so that that was yeah. kind of like the one thing that um that did seem kind of annoying to me uh in that like um adding non-Steam Linux games because like I've bought a couple Mm -hmm. of those different, um, uh, what, I guess itch.io or whatever bundles, you know? So I have probably at least a thousand like good Linux games, but I was just like, Oh my God. Like if I need to download these dumb things individually, add them to steam individually, go into this stupid steam grid thing and like find like the four different images. Like I will literally never do that. It's, uh, it's not that hard, but if you were going to do it for all
1: thousand games, I would just say like, like, so I have a few games on itch that, um, also I, I'm kind of, I wish listed a million things that I own on other platforms on steam. And my goal is like when there's pretty deep sales on stuff to just rebuy. So like lar- my library kind of consolidates into just being steam stuff. Cause it just yeah. makes things easier. And I know the steam deck is going to be like a go-to system for me for a really long time. Um, but I, you know, it's hard to justify when you like already own a game on another platform to be like, oh, should I buy Celeste again. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just so, uh,
0: I rebought Disco Elysium because it was on sale for exact similar right. reason because I was like, all right, well, yeah. I, I really want to play it, well, this and again. And- it makes it a lot easier to have everything
1: be Steam because there's like lar- most of the time there's like the Steam cloud saves. There could be achievements. There could be, you see your friends list and all that stuff. So it's like nice to have it all be cohesive especially because I think the selling point of the steam deck is that it has steam OS that makes everything feel not like you're just using a PC, right? Right. Um, something about that seems less of a problem. If you're just on a windows PC and you're opening different um, like launchers to get to your different games or whatever. not but on this, it feels like you want everything to be the same. And if anything's like an odd man out, it feels weird. Um, so yeah, slowly, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way and spend like 30 bucks to rebuy a game on Steam just because I already own it somewhere else. But, you know, if something drops and is like five
0: bucks and it's like, I'd kind of rather just have it be on Steam. It makes a lot of things easier. So, yeah. So it uh, looks like between these two bundles, I've got what appears to be hundreds of games that will work on the Steam Deck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sure. And and they're like Uh, good
0: stuff, too, that I would actually kind of want to play, you know.
1: Well, I would just say like, I would say deal with the no artwork and then beat a game and then be done with it and don't worry about it. Or if it's like a game you want to like keep and use a lot, then you just do the process of getting the artwork. It's not that big a deal, but it yeah. it's seriously, if you do, if you're like OCD about that kind of stuff, you can spend days and days and days just messing with things, yeah. getting them pretty. It's like it's the same thing of when I was like into jailbreaking for a while with my iPod 12 years ago or whatever um you get super like sprung on like oh somebody released a custom
0: icon set for all the apps <laughs> yeah, i own yeah, yeah. i um, can have everything match and look awesome well, well no and then there's like that. one one i or one icon or it's one awful. app that you use that like doesn't have an icon that fits and it just ruins the whole thing <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I totally i didn't me. really need to use that I, I, app anyway i'll just
1: delete it yeah gmail but, gone um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would just get weird about customizing all that stuff. That was like the main reason I broke in the first place. It started out as being like, cool, NES emulator. And then it was like, oh, I need custom icons. But um, but yeah, same shit. I don't know. I, I think the coolest thing about the Steam Deck is that um, it made me actually play a lot of Steam games. And so unlike the RGs or the whatever Game Boy, hacked Game Boys, whatever... Um, which I feel like always became systems where you would get really into the process of getting everything running and set up right and then not really play it a lot. Um, I feel like the potential for that is there on the Steam Deck, but also playing Steam games is so easy. It's really like, enlightening to be like oh my god i have so many good games on steam
0: that i just yeah. never play because i've never like want to sit at a computer and play them no i'm the exact um, same way like I, I have so i own so much stuff on steam Yeah, similar to kind of like itch i guess you know because like you'll just have these yeah, like crazy bundles or like bundle. crazy yeah. sales or yeah. like i think yeah. i bought like every fallout game that existed for like ten dollars right. or something like <laughs> yeah. that you know and it's like right um as part of you know like some summer sale or whatever some charity thing or whatever else but like um yeah. My problem is like when I sit down at my computer like uh if I'm not working at my computer like I'm usually playing like stuff with friends you know so like playing like Warzone yeah. or whatever else mm-hmm. and you know so like me sitting down on my computer and like playing through a single player game like Fallout is something that I just like don't really do. Yeah. But like I will totally 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 play through like Metroid 0 mission on my RG351V while yeah. I'm like sitting on my deck or you know whatever right. else. Yeah. Um which yeah. is, which is pretty cool. So speaking of, uh, uh ROM sets, um, uh, I kind of uh-huh. like one of the, uh, tangential rabbit holes I fell down watching all those YouTube videos was learning about mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the new thing, the one game, one ROM. So if mm-hmm. you want, if you look yeah. this up, it's just Google one G one R like the letter, or I'm sorry, the number one mm-hmm. G number one R. Um, and man, this is, uh, I, why didn't someone think of this? sooner like why is this like a new thing like so basically the <laughs> you haven't heard this before the um the basis is like you I mean, you download like an nes rom set it's like oh there's 87 versions of super mario because you've got yeah. you know like the standalone super mario the super mario plus duck hunt the super mario plus duck hunt plus track and field and then ten like that version <laughs> yeah 10 10 rom hack versions and like that all of those for each region yeah. so you've got you know u.s eu like japan like all this stuff right so for what is effectively one game, you know, you could have, like, not even joking around, like, 25 different entries, you know, when you download, like, the full ROM set. Um, yeah. So so what these guys do is it's, like, they follow um, – I, I think it's, like – so they pick one of each game and then they, they, like, prioritize, like, the American one. So in that situation, like – it would just be the standalone Super Mario Brothers in the USA <clears throat> in the USA, and then would delete mm-hmm. the rest of them. Right. So you end up with these like way more concise ROM sets that uh, are way mm-hmm. smaller because there's there's way less duplication and stuff, um, which is which is pretty cool. So the I I've
1: uh, up to a certain point I have a I've been well curating my ROM collections over the decades, but. Um, what that really helped me with was um, when you get to arcade stuff where mm-hmm. like one arcade game might be like need 10 different files oh, or there might God, be yeah. like a one like mother file that you need to get the U S version working. You have to have the other version with it or whatever. Um, that's pretty notorious. in like um, the MAME or like final burn. Yeah. I was, uh, I don't know, remember.
0: I think simulators. I was like, somewhere on archive.org or, or wherever. I mean, there's yeah. these are all over the place, but like, it, yeah, it was like, the full MAME set was like terabytes or the the one game, one ROM MAME set was like 200 gigs. Yeah. it's
1: just super helpful because um, it's just cleaner. It's easier to go through. And like, if there's a game you don't want in that set, you can just delete it instead of trying to find all the files or whatever. Um, And it usually includes like the things you want, like you know, the Ninja Turtles game is like, you don't want the four player version because then you can't pick your character, right? You want that two player version of it. So you can choose, uh, which turtle you want to play as and stuff. So it'll like have that already because obviously you want that version. Um, so that's always really nice. I know I, for a long time I had like an arcade set that was like 6,200 games or something (laughs) like that. Something so ridiculous. Um, but it's just because so many games were so many multiple files. And then I found one of those one G one R, um, packs for arcade stuff. And it's like 900 games, which oh, is still like so a
0: book. Speaking of, speaking of all that, um, I, uh, had a guy over at our house working on some stuff and, um, he opened up the back of his work van, and he had a Simpsons arcade one up in it. And I was like, "Whoa, that's mm-hmm. like the last thing I expected to see." In like a dude's yeah. like, "What yeah. are you doing with that?" He's like, "He's like, oh, uh, are you into arcade stuff?" And I was like, "Well, how do you I mean, think I lure the kids into the van?" Yeah, he he was like, he told me he's like, "Well, you need to you need to look around because he he drove up from um uh like uh, North Carolina uh like Asheville, mm. you know, and he he was like, yeah, Walmart's clearancing." their arcade one up so like on the way out here i found Mm -hmm. a walmart like in far east tennessee that had a simpsons one left that he picked up for um i don't remember it was less than 200 bucks i want to say it was like like 149 or something like like either either way i was like holy shit like that's that's cheap so if you are in a uh kind of area where you know you've got a walmart where people don't buy a lot of electronics it might be worth Kind of scooting through the electronics section to see if those arcade one ups are on clearance on your Walmart because, like, um <clears throat> you can really, really easily hack those to have like every main game on them. Yeah, which is a pretty yeah, cool setup. It's more about buying the exterior that you want. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because I want to say the Simpsons. Of the how much is the Simpsons arcade? I want to say that it was like normally like, uh, yeah, I think it was
1: like 400 bucks if you got the four player one.
0: Yeah. So uh, normally 700 on sale for 500, a lot of places Huh. for the Simpsons. Um, uh, one. You
1: have to, well, you have to be, so Simpsons, you would probably have to be careful. I bet every controller only has two buttons too. Oh, so you can add more yeah. buttons, but you, that's why when those first came out, it was like you wanted the street fighter one. Cause it was just a six button general layout that would work for like everything. And then you didn't want the
0: Rampage one because there was, like, one button <laughs> and one joystick or something. So, yeah. Well, the uh, Simpsons one has, might the, be the case, has the trackball, which is what makes it appealing, is it has oh, four joysticks with two buttons each and then the trackball in the the middle. Well, it's, not, it's also not that hard to add buttons.
1: You just have to be comfortable with, like, drilling some holes in where you need to put them or whatever. But, like, buying the extra buttons and hooking them all up and stuff isn't that big a deal. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have it just be ready to go anyway. Um, If you're going to buy one just to emulate. And then I know a lot of people that just buy one just for the, to have the special ones that they want to collect. Like they love the Simpsons. So they leave that one untouched, but then they have like some random other one that they bought and just modded the hell out of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I really wish I had the space to buy more of these dumb things. I think they're so cool. I've seen some. Um, I do, too. I've seen some uh, videos of people that have, like, you know, the space in their basement, have, like, a little mini arcade. Yeah. They've got, like, you know, a dozen or more of these. And yeah. it's just, like, it looks so cool. So cool. Yeah. Um, but, um, I agree. I also I wish agree. I had. I'm used
1: mine in months, I
0: wish I had the space for one of the uh, like old school Pac Man, um, like uh, pizza parlor table style, like machines, the cocktail you know? table yeah. ones, yeah, those yeah. are those are really but man, those are expensive too. So, Arcade One yeah. Up makes those too, and they're pretty cool. Are they the are they really the normal just... size though? Because you know, Arcade One Up is kind of like I don't know, like what, like yeah. three quarter scale almost, like yeah, um, it's for the most part, yeah. Uh my friend had
1: a the Street Fighter 1 in his garage that he just recently traded for a drum set. But um yeah, the it felt fine. It didn't feel like miniature like the arcade stand-up arcades do. Yeah.
0: Well, add add this stuff um the the add the original ones to the list of um shit I wish I would have bought 20 years ago and it was worth literally nothing. Yeah, okay. And now is uh wildly valuable. But um yeah. <laughs> so um anyway speaking of uh, rom sets so i i you know rose colored gaming on etsy yeah so man these people (laughs) they have my number like you wouldn't believe oh great Uh, they have a
1: steam deck like display stand or something
0: no 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 so yeah if, if you uh if you have etsy on your phone anyone listening to this you should just look up rose colored gaming right now it's spelled exactly how it sounds um they, uh, i I discovered they have, uh, custom stickers for the EverDrive, uh, cartridges. Oh, wow. Uh, so Did, I just. You make it look like
1: a, a certain
0: game or something? Yeah, so like, it's the one that I, the one that I got, and of course it's like a fucking $6 sticker, but, uh. Um, With $5 shipping? <laughs> basically. Yeah, but it's like, so my, uh, Game Boy EverDrive, uh, it has the art first of all it's a holographic sticker so that's cool yeah it's got the art from um metroid 2 and then it says everdrive uh in the the metroid font so it's like a very very clever looking uh so is that is your everdrive do you use it in your analog pocket Mm -hmm.
1: yeah oh okay and does it work fine like you can just play roms on your thing and everything uh, works okay.
0: you know what sucks about it is that i wish the functionality was better um okay because like you know when you're when you're actually playing a game it works fine you know mm-hmm. like it it, it mm-hmm. you know much much like if you were using real hard i just i just sent you a photo of the the stickers that i got um when you when you're playing a game it works fine um but the problem is, like, the sleep mode conflicts with the way that um, these flash oh, carts work. Uh-huh. So, like, um, you, you can't, like, so what's so nice about the analog pocket is when you're playing a legitimate, like, authentic cartridge, you just hit the sleep mm-hmm. button on the side and it works like the iPad, you know, it just goes in the sleep mode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but w- the problem with the with flash drives is sleep mode is not supported because, like, as soon as it goes into sleep mode, as far as the flash drive is concerned, you just turn the thing off. And then when you resume, it throws you back into the menu where you're selecting, like, what ROM mm-hmm. you want it to, um, that's not to ideal. load again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, one more thing that's sort of dumb and annoying about the analog pocket is is this, you know, versus, oh. like, fucking RG351V, which costs the whole all in less than one of these stupid EverDrive things just objectively right. better from a feature set.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's something that uh, I forget what handle I had, but it was one of the ones where it was like, okay, you need to like save state before you turn it off because yeah. otherwise it'll never save your progress and it'll never load up. Right. And blah, 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 all this stuff. And it was like, if you have to like remember to do even if it's only like a step or two, if I had to remember to do something every time you want to turn off a handheld, it's not a good handheld because those need to be like ready to just be turned off immediately. Like your phone, you know, like sleep your phone to, to put in yeah. your pocket or whatever. Um, and that just was like a huge turn off. So,
0: yeah, well, so what's, what's, yeah. So the, the Game Boy one that I've got, so I, I have the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Everdrives and the Game Boy Everdrive has a button that you can push on the actual cartridge that, throws you over to a little menu that you can save your state and load your state. So like basically the, the workflow with that is, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're playing and you need to like turn it off or whatever, put it down, you hit the button, save your state, turn off the EverDrive yeah. and then lo- or turn off the analog pocket. Then when you want to play it again, you turn it back on, load the ROM, the ROM again, push the button, hit load state. And it has you back to where you were before the Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance cartridge uh, EverDrive does not have that functionality, so it's it's really mm. like you got to save your game and um you know can, is there a like a um button combo you can press to pull up a menu and just save real quick or anything? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, hmm. Hmm. which is annoying because like now it's like well shit I have a fucking Game Boy Advance SP that I can just close, right. <laughs> yeah I know. And so like here I am again with this like really cool little emulator device that just is like the worst functionality actually maybe playing games maybe it's time to unload it bud maybe yeah, it's time to know. send it off just, to somebody that will appreciate it for what it is i i mean i i do really i like it from like the yeah. like weird tech aspect of like having like a an analog uh fpga kind of yeah. uh you know emulation machine i think is really cool from like a tech standpoint but yeah i don't know it's just it's just so weird how, like, last year when this thing got announced, I was like, holy fuck. Like, there is nothing I want more than that. This is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like, all the features you're talking about sound absolutely amazing. And now, you know, like, after going through the gauntlet of, like, getting it and everything else, like, if you ask me, like, hey, should I buy one of these? I'd be like, no, don't. Don't even bother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which huh. is, I don't, I don't know, just, like, so so weird to be in a, uh, you know, like, a total 180 like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I get it, though. I mean, I get it. I'm the yeah. same way. But, uh, speaking of
0: sort of related, um, you playing the play date still? Uh, Yeah, actually. So that's kind of what, when I was, when I was driving back home to record this, I was kind of, um, I was, I was thinking in my head, like how, what the appropriate way to talk about play date stuff even is on this? Because like, so I am like, you know, basically a week zero, uh, retail play date uh, haver, yeah. right? So I'm right, on right. the most right. uh, advanced uh, the schedule is currently for game releases. right? But like a lot of people are just getting their play date now or have, haven't even gotten it, you know? So like right. yeah, I don't know like what's appropriate to talk about the different games on the play date because like I have genuinely like really been enjoying the um, like, oh, it's Monday morning. Like let me open the two presents yeah. on my play date and like see what yeah. games yeah. Yeah. even are there. Yeah, and like yeah. I don't know if it's like shitty to to you know talk about what those games are, or whether or not they're good or yeah. whether or not they're bad, because like so far it's been a real mixed bag for me of like games that I'm like, oh, yeah. this is really cool, I really like this, and uh, awesome. you know, things that I'm like, well, this is just kind of dumb, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't really yeah. care about this one, but um, um, I think like I'm not really
1: sure, but um. To me, it feels too soon to start talking about specific titles that come out each week because, Mm. you know, what are you on the third week? Is that, was this Uh, week the third week for you?
0: I think so.
1: Um, Yeah. And it's what? Yes. Yeah. So this, this would be
0: the third, the third week.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like weird. It's weird because it's like, okay, do we wait three months to talk about this stuff? Or, um, and even if we do, that only really, saves like the people that got them right away from any spoiler stuff or whatever. So I don't really know. I feel like, um, right now I feel like it's okay to maybe not mention what games are on each week because it still yeah. is so new, but I think after a few more weeks it should be okay to at least start talking about like the first couple of weeks of games.
0: Yeah. I um, just feel bad that because like, you know, if, if, if you're like a, a Q4 person or whatever, like yeah. everything that I'm enjoying about being on like the bleeding edge of this, like you just will not have. Yeah you know
1: no I know and I I feel like the, it there's got to be like a reasonable amount of stuff because it's like okay well do we wait till next year
0: to talk about them because that way you can be sure all the pre-orders went out so do you um, do you know if there's a way like so if you're like so say you got yours like two weeks after mine is there and we were like like buddies that wanted to talk about and play the same games like no. is there a way that you that like panic can like fast forward your releases um I
1: mean, maybe. Uh, I, I I don't know. So, like, the play date I got, um, like, if you're scrolling through your library of games, um, there's two sets of games. And one of them, is the header is Season 1, and that has the games releasing as normal. Um, and then above that is a, like, press preview section that has all the games that unlocked over 12 days. So, like, um, I think they sent out a special thing. I don't think it was like, I'm not sure what it was tied to or whatever that unlocked things quickly, but I don't know they could do it on like a case by case basis. Hmm. Like one person just wants everything unlocked right away. They can do it just for that person or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's just,
0: it kind of sucks because like, I just, um, you know, one of the things I was really looking forward to this is kind of like the, um, like shared social experience of like, Oh my God, you watch Breaking Bad or watch Game of Thrones this yeah. week or whatever? Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like, that's just like, Instead of having that, it's like everyone's like uh, tiptoeing around like, oh, I don't even wanna like I don't even wanna say what the name of the game was that came yeah. out this week, kind of thing, yeah. you know? Maybe we could do like um
1: at the end of our show, do like ten or fifteen minutes of just play date talk about the games of that week, and then people that don't want to be spoiled just turn it off at the yeah. normal time. Okay. Well let's, but let's the other people can just listen. Let's let's do that. Um we'll we'll put a, I guess, a,
0: a, a pin in this. <laughs>
1: Somebody that like listens but not near something that they can con- play with the pause or stop controls no, or whatever. No, stop. <laughs> Diving towards their computer to like hit stop. Um, but
0: that, I'm I'm really excited that, for that season seems two. Weird, to
1: give people the warning and uh, the ability to skip out on it. Yeah. I think.
0: Uh, I'm just excited for season two with everyone being on the same page because it seems like that's kind of like what they're like. The season one is kind of weird. And then season two is going to yeah. be like, okay, where well, everyone's firing off at the same time. Yeah, Honestly. you know what I think is funny is that the play date, everything about its name
1: to its concept, the entire reason that thing exists is revolves around the idea of that like release of seasonal games. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people be like, "What is it? Why don't they just come with all the games?" Like I don't understand. Like it's I
0: can't play another one till next week or whatever. Particularly, and it's like, particularly people who shall not be named that definitely should know better. That should have <laughs> known these things. <laughs> Who spends two hundred dollars
1: on like a yellow weird thing that has no idea how it works? Well, there's people um, confirmed on Twitter. There this are week. people, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 that's part of the point of it um, is is the staggered release. And I like I said before, like I think the people getting the pure uh, like experience with it of of having to wait a week for every two new games, um, I think is better. You know Uh, it would be gives you time to really focus on each game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and what's nice is like you know when when you get kind of like a dud that you're not like super into, it's like oh whatever, there'll be another one a week, and I'll probably probably like those two or or whatever. Yeah, and not every game is
1: good, but you know, some people out there there are certain games that I don't like that I feel like other people would be like that this exists for me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, before I forget, uh, we got an email this week. Let's read an email. Okay, yeah. Um, where is it? Where to go? Here it is. Okay, so um, David writes into us and says he has a podcast comment. He says, "Hey guys, you often talk about wanting a Skyrim version like Doom, which has community mods built in. So I recommend checking out the Skyrim Anniversary Edition, which has a bunch of officially approved content included. Okay. Um, I've seen that Anniversary Edition. I don't think they have that on Switch, but I've seen it on PC." And possibly consoles and stuff like that, and uh, I didn't realize that that's what that was—like a bunch of mods. Oh yeah, um, which that's pretty cool. That, but if if that's the case, like I feel like it doesn't really matter if you're playing on PC. It probably would matter for consoles, but um, and but especially like Switch is what I'm thinking of the most, where it's like, yeah, so I remember got- buying Skyrim when it was on sale for thirty bucks on the Switch and being like, awesome, and then just being like, oh man, this is like as vanilla as it gets,
0: right? Okay. Yeah. So this includes all 48 previously released creation club items and 26 new creation Hmm. club items. So, um, if you've forgotten about Bethesda's creation club. Yeah. It was that marketplace of paid DLC that pissed everyone off. Remember? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> uh, so, like... So, is it community-made stuff that they could put up for sale? Yeah, basically, it was, like, Bethesda more or less, like, blessed certain, like, mod creators to be able to, like, make things oh, and then release do, them on yeah, their yeah, creation yeah. club for a couple bucks or whatever. I I, I never oh. engaged with any of it because I'd played on console, and I don't... I think this might have been only been on PC, but... Um, I just remember the drama surrounding like, oh, one more thing that's being monetized, mods should be free kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I do remember that, actually. Um, That's cool. Well, either way, uh, one more thing I'm looking forward to on the Steam Deck is uh, trying to figure out how to play Skyrim with a bazillion mods. Oh, if you, if you need another rabbit hole, yeah, no kidding. Mods, I, I,
1: oh god, I went through with my Win Max. I went through the craziest set of hoops. That I probably spent like two solid weeks trying to figure out how to get. Um, there's like this huge um, Fallout Vegas. What, what was it? They remade Fallout Three in the Fallout Vegas engine. Oh, really? And it's called Fallout Something, but it's basically Fallout Three and Vegas combined. All in the same engine, all with the improvements of of New Vegas, um, plus both games together in one world. It sounds like the it's like sounds like the best thing ever, um, and so I like fiddled around a million different ways trying to get all this stuff downloaded and cracked, and oh, yeah, it, it was a deep rabbit hole. But that's like the type of stuff you can look forward to if you get
0: super into mods. Is mm-hmm. like getting really weird with it. Yeah. Um, I think I eventually gave up. I don't think I ever got Man, running. New Vegas, that's another game I'm really looking forward to replaying. That game's yeah, so right. fucking good. I would say that game, I, I've yet to play something that has better DLC than Fallout New Vegas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, continuing this email, it was not over. Oh. Uh, he asked for uh, an update on my house. Oh, yeah. <sighs> that's a painful subject, but... Um, yeah, we're going on like about two and a half months of nothing
0: being done because we're held up in permit hell with our city. Well, and, nothing um, being done and it being ransacked at random. So less it than has nothing had being done. it's,
1: it's share of vandalism. Um, yeah. So it was like this whole big thing when I had to order new windows for the house, um, because it was like, Oh God, windows are like six months out right now. <laughs>
0: and I was yeah. like, and way more like, expensive you than you think more? they would
1: be. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it was like, Oh God, we got to get them out to measure. We got to order windows right away. We're get, this is going to be the last thing we're waiting on. Your house will probably be 99% done. And we're just sitting there waiting for windows until July or whatever. And it was like, Oh God. So we rushed out. We got the windows. Windows came in like a month. And so it was like, Oh, okay. The windows came, um, get them installed like that day. And, um, I want to say it was like the very next week some weirdo was on my porch and punched through our brand new front picture window. And, um, God, that was not cheap to fix it, but, um, super annoying. They actually arrested the dude, which was cool. But, um, yeah, that happened. And then my bike got stolen. Everyone remembers that story and whatever. It's all led us to buy, to get one of those temporary fences that we put around the whole property, which does not keep people out because just the other night I had some weird lady in our yard. She just moved the fence and, um, got in, was lurking around our our front yard and it wakes me up from sleep. It's like two in the morning. Thankfully I learned on the ring cameras that you can, each camera has its own alarm. So, um, previously when the person was stealing my bike, all I knew to do was like hit the panic button on the actual alarm system, which like the base station is inside the house. Hmm. And it's like reasonably loud if you're in the house, but not so yeah, much yeah, if you're yeah. outside the house. And so you can see on the video, like she, she hears it and turns around like, Oh, but then is like, eh, that's nothing. I'm going to continue taking this bike. Um, so it didn't, it didn't like scare her off. And, um, the other one with the camera alarm, it's pretty loud, and if you're right up near the camera, so what I did was like, I feel like it's like, like an like animals scurrying when you turn on the light or something. But um, yeah, I blasted the camera's individual alarm at her, and um, she scurried away. And uh, yeah, it's just so frustrating. Now I have to find a way to like secure the ends of the fence. The, we have a big huge lock on like the gate to the driveway, but now like where the fence ends at like my neighbor's like fence line. Um, she just like pulled it open. right there.
0: What I, what I always wondered about like those kind of things is like, if they're not kind of like almost counterproductive, because I feel like if I was driving down the street and I just saw a fence, like I wouldn't Ooh. even like look past it. I would just think, like, Oh, it's a fence. Like people can't get in there. Whereas like if it was open, I'd be like, Oh, what's this weirdo doing? Like, Wandered around this person's yard you know yeah yeah i don't know i i
1: wonder that too is it actually more of a flag of like hey nobody lives here right now come do whatever you want so but anyway um so yeah that's kind of where we're at is that um luckily like a few things that had needed to get done in the meantime have gotten done um But waiting on our permits, the second we get our permit issued is like drywall and insulation goes up and then like everything happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's like what we're stuck waiting on. And um, it's funny because I was actually at the point of being, I told my contractor, I was like, I don't care if we have a permit or not, just finish it. And if they find out and get mad at us, I'll pay whatever the fine is, I'll do whatever. He's like, they won't make you rip it all open. So if it's done, it's done. You'll probably have to
0: pay a fine, but I'm like, I don't even care just get going yeah with Um, with our with our remodel like once you got to the point that like drywall was going up on the wall like things got done fast like it it really like like that's that's and maybe it's just like you know because you can like visually see it you know like i mean we were doing plumbing and stuff like we definitely like did a lot of stuff but like you know you don't notice it because it's all like in the crawl space you know right as opposed to like oh holy shit we have walls now that's neat yeah i've been dreaming of that day
1: um but yeah, so like literally the day after I tell my contractor, just go forward, I don't care, um, is when we got flagged for review from the city, oh, which basically meant like, hey, you're definitely on our radar now. and We're definitely going to come look at your property. So and it was like, God, why? I should have told him two months ago to just go and I don't even care anymore, yeah. but I didn't. So the latest thing is that we've been going back and forth with the city. We're very close to being having our permit issued and having our inspection done to where we can move forward. Um, it's just like any city, state government ran, whatever, there's just like a million parts and nobody talks to each other and nothing works in unison. And so you got to like, wait on this department, wait on that department. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually went to, um, our neighborhood does like a food truck thing, like on every fourth Friday in the park in, in my neighborhood. Um, and we went to that. The last one was a couple weeks ago. And, um, Met my my district city council member, um, and um, they turned they have like a whole system of like helping their constituents with like problems like that, and so I was talking to one of the guys that worked there, and he's just like, yeah, like send me an email, let me know what's going on, give me some names, and we'll contact the building department on your behalf and like get things going or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I was like, God, I wish I knew this two and a half months ago. Um, so anyway, that's where I'm at now. Is that partially the city is getting their ducks in a row and getting things going. But also I've got like my city council office contacting them and working on things with that, waiting to kind of hear back how that's going. Um, I just hope that like in the next like week or two things get resolved because once they do, it's going to be like, you know, like you were saying, like things just start getting done. Yeah. And it's already all the drywalls delivered, all the insulation, like everything's ready and they're ready to go. Um, so it's just super frustrating having to deal with all this like red tape BS. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. And yeah, what's, (sighs) what's, what's really irritating about permitting and stuff like that too, is like, you'll finally get like the city guy out there and he'll spend like 40 seconds at your house. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. And it's wildly inconsistent
1: because we have friends who did a remodel like a couple years ago. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, with the first time, you know, a rough end inspection, this guy came out. And her, our friends, this couple, the husband is a structural engineer, right? So he knows stuff. Um, Their inspector comes out and is like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I know for a fact we don't need to do this stuff. But he's like nitpicking for some reason because he's kind of just got a chip on his shoulder. And so they do all this stuff. They do whatever. And then like the final inspection guy comes out and he's different. And he he did like he said, like 40 seconds. Like, oh, yeah, cool. Everything is good. Here, sign Mm -hmm. here. And they're like, oh, do you, you don't want to see, like, our f- smoke detectors and stuff like that. He's like, oh, you got them? And they're like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. That's good enough for me. <laughs> like, didn't even go, didn't even walk into each room to look at, you know, everything. So um, it's like, what's the point of even having inspections then if that's yeah. going to be the case, right? Yeah, that's frustrating um, because,
0: like, you, you think that, like, that red tape is, like, really to protect your own interests. But it really just kind of depends whether or not someone feels like doing their job that day. Basically. Yeah. And, and the other mind blowing thing that I've learned through all this is that, um,
1: so many of the inspections, they're just now starting to do them in person. So many of them are done over video phone now, like FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And, um, which seems pretty dubious to me. Like if you just FaceTimed like some like structural work in a house I, I don't know. I feel like you need to see that in person to really understand what's well, dude, going on. Yeah.
0: I mean, I told you the drama that we went through when we were trying to buy our place, like that was when uh, COVID was making it so real estate appraisers uh, didn't even go to the property. We basically looked at it on Google exactly, Maps yeah. and like pulled a number out of their ass. And it's like, how how can yeah. you even like remotely stand behind this appraisal as valid Right. when yeah. like you looked at it on fucking Google Maps and you like typed the address in Zillow? Like, what yeah. the fuck?
1: Yeah, that seems insane to me too. But yeah, I, you know, when I learned that, I was like, oh, they're doing video things. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, this should go really fast then because you can probably do like two or three times as many inspections if you're just doing them from home. No, they're backlogged crazy because they do way less than you would normally do by physically driving from site to site and looking at things in person. Weird. Which, see, I, I, I can't even talk about it. That's, that's that is surprising. like the government bureaucracy, like you know, because essence of it, right there.
0: Like when I, um, I talked to uh, old friends of mine from the medical industry that like got into these different like telehealth things, and they're like, yeah. "Dude, it fucking rules!" Because like I just sit on my yeah. phone and like there's there's no downtime. It's just like I finish yeah. talking to one person, I hit the button, and immediately talking yeah. to the next person, and I'm able yeah, to yeah, see yeah. so many more people so quickly. Um, well think of how many
1: times too, like you've maybe gone for the doctor for like something that's minor, right. But you had to make an appointment and go see them in person and talk to them that you, they can now just be solved. That same conversation can be had over video, which just makes so much more sense. It's easier for everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but that's not the case with how home inspections, apparently it's much harder to do like one video inspection a day, I guess. So whatever. That's wild. Um, I'll update everybody once things start moving again, if we get approved and everything starts happening again, I will let you know. And then the countdown will be on it. We have about eight weeks of work once we get going again. So that's two more months. Um, I was originally hoping that before the end of June would be the date, but I don't think that's likely anymore. I think it's going to be sometime in July if we're lucky. Mm. So. It's been rough. But anyway, thanks, David, for emailing. Thank you for asking, and thanks for the heads up on the Skyrim stuff. Um, yeah, if you want to shoot us some emails, podcast at Touchergate.com. We like getting emails. It's always nice. So um, how are we doing on time?
0: Oh, we're I'm not fine. paying attention. I, I got nothing okay, to should do. Should we read
1: some news stories? I had just a handful of things yeah, to sure. talk about. Um, the first thing I had up is this cool thing that uh, Mikhail wrote. So I sent him the Steam Deck thinking like oh I'm gonna get like you know the very next Monday I'm gonna get my email for mine and so it won't be much downtime without one or whatever that has not been the case I still haven't got my email yet uh, I'm starting to lose my mind hmm. <laughs> I, I probably should have waited to send him this one until I had mine secured and knew everything was cool with it but I did not um but it's okay uh, but since sending it to him um, he's been really putting it through the ringer and um, we've been trying to test out a few different types of steam deck features on touch arcade to kind of see what fits or see what people like or see what does well traffic wise or whatever. Um, and, um, yeah, one of them was just the best games to play on steam deck, which, um, is his list of, of things that he thinks just work really well on steam deck, both like from a performance standpoint, but also from like this game just suits mobile play really well. Um, and there's not really another way to play it on mobile on a, on the go anyway. Um, so steam decks kind of like the way to do it. Um, so if you have not checked this out, the number one game on here is Elden ring. I would agree that this game, um, runs super well on the steam deck. And, uh, that does not appear to be the case on regular PCs for some reason. Um, huh. Still find pretty fast. Yeah. It kind of, it runs okay on
0: my very good gaming PC, (laughs) but not amazing
1: yeah um and then he has like final fantasy pixel remasters on there which is funny because those are all on ios but on steam deck you can do the mod that fixes the terrible tiny font that square decided to use um in these games so that gives it the edge <laughs> which is pretty cool so yeah lots of good oh hades hades is just a, that's an instant best game to play it doesn't matter what platform you're on just yeah. play it on it um the switch version is great, but I think the the PC version probably is better, um, and it just plays awesome on Steam Deck. That would be like a number one. Um, God of War, the most recent like remake or reboot version from PS4, um, runs surprisingly well on Steam Deck, and that's a game I really want to play through because I never haven't had PlayStation consoles recently, and um, figured like I probably would never play it. But Sony's been releasing a lot of their first party stuff on PC. And so like this, like the Horizon Zero Dawn games, um, Steam Deck's like a valid way to play these. And so I'm looking forward to doing that someday. So um, anyway, pretty cool list of the best games to play on Steam Deck. Um, Check that out. And then we got another listicle because, hey, listicles. Um, Top 10 games we want on iOS in 2022. Um, I know we're like almost halfway through 2022 already, but you know. Um, and I like this list. It includes a lot of things that I feel like. Why aren't you on mobile already?
0: Yeah, like um, into the breach is just like total nonsense. That that's not how is that not on mobile? I yeah. mean, like that's one of those uh, games that, like, when you looked at it when it came out, you are like, oh, okay, that's a mobile game that they're just saying is a PC game, and they're going to release right. on Steam first, and then yeah, it's like, oh, guess what, guys worked really hard on the mobile port. It's here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. Seems kind of crazy um no man's
1: sky you remember a long time ago before apple arcade was launching there was a leaked image and no man's sky was one of the games they showed on like an ipad yeah uh, that seems like why isn't that also on mobile why wasn't it part of apple arcade that would have been kind of a killer thing although it would have broke apple's like requirements for what an apple arcade game can be but hey apple's cool with breaking their own rules so it doesn't matter um and, uh, yeah. So another good list of games that would definitely be good on mobile monster Hunter stories too. I hope that happens. I never cared about monster Hunter really. Um, the series as a whole, I've tried a bunch of times and just always bounce off it. Monster Hunter stories was different and I didn't, that was originally, I think a 3ds game when that mobile version came out, I like instantly clicked with it. And that I was like, Oh, I love this. And so was really excited when there was a sequel thinking like, yeah, this will definitely come. I I feel like the first game did really well on mobile. Um, and there's an Apple arcade plus version of it too. So it's even there, but, um, haven't heard anything about, uh, that coming to iOS, which I think is weird. Hmm. So, um, unpacking everyone I know in the world talked about how amazing this game is. I've never played it, but I'd probably would if it was on mobile. So, um, yeah, lots of good, uh, good, uh, list of games here if you want to check that out please check out our listicles that seems to be what everyone wants to read on the internet Um, in actual news this week um (laughs) blizzard unveiled their newest warcraft mobile game a lot of people have said it's the first warcraft mobile game i guess those people forgot about hearthstone yeah because hearthstone is technically a warcraft game Um, but anyway uh, it's called Warcraft Light Mobile or Light Rumble. And um, the easiest description and probably most accurate description is that it's Clash Royale with Warcraft.
0: Crappies. Yeah, I don't know if that's super fair to say. It's kind of not. It kind of is and it's kind of not. Like, uh, you know, so so I, let's just get things out of the way. Like, I, I would say I do find it to be, at least, you know, at, at first glance, you know, from only seeing the teaser material and... Yeah. You would think, uh, the, oh, this is Clash
1: Royale, but oh, yeah, if you the, really look at the gameplay stuff, it's
0: pretty different. Well, potentially, I don't know. It's um, so so I, I'm you know I'm just saying this with a caveat that like we only have the information that they've teased out, you know. So yeah, it's, right. it, there's there there definitely was a lot in the video. They're like, oh yeah, and there has this and this and this and this. So it's possible that it's like way better, but it does definitely like really bum me out that a company the size of Activision Blizzard yeah. is basically just being like, Hey, what if we did Clash Royale, but Warcraft, right? You know? And also now like Clash Royale was popular in what, like 2015 or something. Like- I mean, it's definitely, I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's like Pokemon go, right? Even though if they lost some players, I'm sure it's like truly unbelievably popular. And Makes well, I'm not, not, not money. saying that it's not still so popular. I'm just saying if the time to do something like that
1: would have been more like closer to when that was like a new fad, I would think. But what do I know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people. Well, first of all, let me say how many people when this news was first like announced, it was in a very vague fashion. Like Blizzard was like, hey, tune in to so-and-so on whatever date. To, we're going to announce new details on the, n- the next Warcraft mobile game. And um or I think it was part of like an update to um WoW proper. They had threw something in there that was like, Hey, we're mobile game news coming on May sixth or whatever. Um and so everybody took that ball and ran with it as like World of Warcraft is coming to mobile. Oh my god, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And it was like they didn't say that. They said the next Warcraft mobile experience. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. from the very beginning, I was like, people are need to get their expectations in check really quick. Because if you took from that, the world of Warcraft is coming to mobile, I think you're going to be really disappointed because they didn't say that at all. Not that that couldn't still happen or that that's not what they were planning. Maybe it was. But I was like to infer from what they said that
0: that's the case. You are tripping. I think it was just a lot of people that wanted that headline.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you,
0: you know how it works. How much generate how much traffic you generate when you have a fucking stupid true. headline that people can share around yeah. and, and speculate on um, and things like that. Unfortunately, you know? yeah.
1: Very true, but um, so the people that took that as as gospel and then were like shockingly disappointed when this was unveiled, I don't know what to tell you. Um, this seems more like what I would expect when they say a Warcraft mobile game is coming. Something yeah. like this,
0: I um, think, like it has potential to be pretty cool though, because like yeah, um, I think so. You know, one thing that they like barely focused on at all in the video was was mentioning that there's a lot of PVE content, and yeah. that content can be done like co-op. Which I think yeah. like that to me seems way cooler than anything else that they should yeah. because like I don't know, I think what like, kind of like burnt me out of Clash Royale which is just kind of like um you know, it's kind of a I don't know, like PvP stuff is only so fun for me these yeah. days, you know, yeah. but, like particularly like these one on one pvp games that have this kind of like perceived air of like oh i lost because his things were upgraded more and he spent more money kind of thing you know yeah yeah yeah. even even knowing that i'm sure that clash royale is balanced in a way that uh, very 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 skewed away from any kind of pay to win but you know Mm -hmm. you still it's hard to escape that kind of like like feeling even if it is not based in reality at all right um so i don't know it's uh it could be cool you're a wow person, and
1: I'm not, but um, a lot of people have been really upset with the art style of this game. I was surprised by I, that too. I but, thought I think it looks cool, uh, but I don't know. If, I, apparently, people that really are into wow are like,
0: it doesn't look anything like wow, and yeah, I think it looks like, like that. That was one thing that was very surprising to me is that, like, um, I, I, you know, when, when Blizzard has such a truly distinctive art style that like everyone Mm -hmm. seems to like, you know, like that was, Mm -hmm. that was one of the original things about World of Warcraft that like really drew me to it was, it was like, holy cow, like this doesn't look like some, like every other kind of like dirty brown kind of fantasy, like RPG (laughs) thing. like This is like a, like very, very, very stylized game world. This is cool. Yeah. And yeah. to have them kind of like just water that down to like I don't know make Warcraft look like Clash Royale, <laughs> yeah, right. or you know like the Supercell art style well, like it just I don't know it seems like wasting one of the best assets of yeah. the Warcraft universe almost. I do get that because I think there very much is like a mobile aesthetic
1: that's uh, all, all these oh, games have 100%. A seemed like cartoony look or whatever, and so you think something like Warcraft probably doesn't need to do that. But um that aside I think the, I like I like the idea of these characters in the game are actual miniatures and they kind of have that look it's kind of yeah. look like toys to life type thing or whatever um but I I think it looks cool but like I said I'm I have no attachment to any previous World of Warcraft stuff so maybe that makes me different but um a lot of people have been pooping on the um, art style and the gameplay style and whatever but um, yeah, I don't know. I think my, the- my argument was we were talking in discord about this game. And I was like, you know, the opinion was like, you know, blizzard just doesn't understand what their fans want. They don't understand what their fans like. This is proof of that. And it was sort of like, I don't know, man, like wow has more players than you can even imagine that aren't like hardcore, like blizzard fans. They just love wow. Right. Yeah. And if a mobile game came out, that's like really accessible and fun um and is like a really nice like side experience to people that are familiar with world of warcraft like stuff
0: um this will probably be do really well right
1: well, but, i'm sure it'll do well point, either
0: way i mean like how is this how how can a game like this not yeah, do yeah. well you know like that's the thing I, like, I feel like it's 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 hard to say sometimes to like a fandom
1: of like a really popular thing that like the most hardcore amongst you aren't the target audience mm-hmm. because they're the most passionate and like dedicated part of the audience. But I feel like when you have a greater audience than that, the mainstream sort of not following every little bit of, of news about a certain thing. Um, audience is the target usually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel that way about this too, is like, um, this game probably isn't targeted towards you, but also I don't see why and why it hasn't been done already or why it hasn't been done 10 years ago. Um, I don't think it would take a whole lot for Blizzard to throw together mobile ports of like the first three Warcraft games, right? If not a whole wow client, just those first three games, sell them for 10 or 20 bucks a piece or whatever. Um, I think like they're the types of games that would translate pretty well to touchscreen and. That would be I feel like that would satiate like the more hardcore people that don't want something like this, but they could always be like, man, I could still play Warcraft 30. It's awesome.
0: But it also comes down to like why, why even really bother satiating those people? You know, like that's yeah, that's kind of the thing, you know, because like when you release a game like this, it's gonna have a truly enormous audience of people that like just want to check out the new Blizzard game, that like Warcraft in general and have a phone and want to check something out. People that saw an ad for it somewhere, saw their friend playing, don't know anything about Warcraft but thought it looks cool. And everything yeah. else and like and you know those types of demographics like those are the bulk of the mobile player base like the angry yeah. sort of like yeah. hardcore wow player are are yeah. like basically irrelevant compared to the rest of those demographics so it's like yeah you know when, when you have true. the choice of devoting resources somewhere particularly on mobile it seems like you go after what has the widest audience and the widest potential addressable market and releasing a one-to-one super hardcore part of port of warcraft 2 just is like not it you know i mean not to say it wouldn't make money but you know like if if you were like hey you've got 10 million dollars to invest in a project like do you want to make this game that has a potential addressable audience of like a billion people that might play it or Mm -hmm. like the few nerds that have really good memories of like playing warcraft 2 on their mac and you know like 1993 you know right yeah
1: Yeah, I agree. It's uh, one of those situations. I think we saw the same thing with Diablo Immortal where it was like, man, people really like threw a fit when it was first announced, which there's a lot of reasons why that was the case. I think the way they announced it was stupid and blah, blah, blah. But also just in general, people were like, nobody wants this. And then as time has gone on now, even like the hardcore Diablo people are like, why haven't you released Diablo Immortal yet? I want it. I want this on my phone right now. You know what I mean? And it's like that tune changed so i could see if this the gameplay is really good uh, which i I imagine it will be if they're like dedicating this much to it Um, i can see a lot of those people that were like initially like haters on it being like
0: oh yeah i play this thing all the time um so i don't know yeah it's well, I mean, it's like, it's like anything else. You know, it's like, oh, it's yeah. like the people are like, oh, I fucking hate mobile games. I can't believe anybody plays mobile games. It's like, oh, cool. What do you play on your phone? Oh, well, I'm $500 into Fallout Shelter. I'm on <laughs> yeah. level 800 in Candy Crush. Like, but mobile games suck. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but anyway, yeah, I, it, no release date. I've heard that this is supposed to launch sometime this year. Um, but there is a closed beta test that's supposed to be happening really soon. Um, you
0: can go to the game's main website to sign up for that. If you want, but, uh, uh, kind of interesting thing that came, that came of, uh, talking to people on Twitter about this was the kind of like connecting the dots of like, um, you know, this is a figure based game, right. And, uh, blizzard is, is at you know, tied to the hip to, uh, Activision that is the people behind Skylanders. Right. Yeah. So it's like not, and you know, all, all modern smartphones now have like NFC capabilities built into them. So like, How much of a stretch is it that like this is actually going to be like a minifig game? Yeah, I think
1: not that far of a stretch. Especially if you watch like the cinematic trailer that actually shows like you know lore wise, this is a game that people inside WoW play. That's like right. a game pinball right. like machine at a, at a bar or something. So. Um, and they all have their mini figures with them, and they throw them on the playfield, and then you know the magic of of the Worldcraft universe like brings everything to life, and the game plays out in front of them. Um, yeah, sell toys. Like I don't. See, that seems like a really easy dot to connect. Yeah. But um, then again, I feel like the whole Skylanders thing fizzled pretty hard,
0: so maybe they'd be. Um, I don't know, hesitant to try but and do I it. Feel, again. But I feel but I feel they, like the, they would have the means for sure. Well the, the crossover uh, so I, I think that it would be interesting, a different demographic though, because like Skylanders yeah. was like a thing going after kids and parents needed to buy that stuff. Yeah. Whereas this seems like, you know, if if they're doing kind of like what we're um speculating here, like that goes after like the amiibo audience, you know? Yeah. Of like yeah. actual like adults that have no fucking problem. Going out and spending twenty dollars on a dumb little figure that just has a little yeah. NFC chip in it that does right. some yeah. weird little thing in a game, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Um, that w- I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if that's what they'll do, but it would make sense. So, yeah. Guess, uh, moving uh, on. Um, so Fortnite is now available on iOS again by way of Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, this was always known as like a possibility for Fortnite coming back. Obviously, Epic and Apple are still embroiled in their whole legal battle, and um, it's not going to be resolved anytime soon. And even if things get resolved, I can't see Epic or Apple being like, yeah, cool, we're friends again. Put your game back on our store. Okay. Um, I feel like Fortnite as we knew it, as a native iOS app, is gone for good. Um, GeForce Now, um, a few months ago or something... Um, launched a beta of Fortnite through their cloud gaming service. But it was a closed beta. You had to sign up and get picked for it and stuff like that. Well, now Fortnite is part of Xbox Cloud Gaming and um, it's available to anybody. And the interesting thing about this is like, I feel like with a lot of the talk about the Xbox Cloud Gaming, it's like, oh, it's so great when you're a Game Pass person because you have all these games. Um, This, you don't need Game Pass. All you really need is a Microsoft account which if you have an Xbox, you already have one. And if you have Microsoft anything else, you yeah. probably already have one. So right. um and if you don't, it's like, you know, a simple email sign up or whatever. But then you can get going and do Xbox Cloud Gaming without actually having to be like a Game Pass subscriber or anything like that. Um, which I think is kind of cool. So if you've like been curious about the service itself, Fortnite is a way to try it. And um it's the first free-to-play game on Xbox Cloud Gaming. But Microsoft has said, yeah, we want to do a lot more free-to-play stuff um, to give people that aren't necessarily even, like, subscribers to Game Pass or anything like that, like, reasons to use Xbox Cloud Gaming, um, which I think is interesting. So, yeah, Fortnite, I haven't tested this out myself yet, still. I was never really big into Fortnite anyway. But it feels to me like the type of game that, like, you hard to do over cloud gaming, right, because there's like latency issues and things like that. Um, but apparently it works pretty good. And, um, the Xbox cloud gaming as a whole has improved a lot since it first launched like almost two years ago. So, yeah. um, kind of cool. Like, I feel like, you know, it's always hard to see the future because you're like living in the present and it feels like it moves really slowly. But I feel like at one point, like cloud gaming really is going to be like the bona fide like next thing. And that like loading physical, like software onto your yeah. devices feel outdated it might be 20 years from now or whatever but there will be a point where it look you look back and you're like dang can't believe we used to do that you know what i mean i can't
0: we believe we used to like switch between five different floppy disks to play one game yeah uh, yeah i don't know i i am kind of lukewarm on the the mobile cloud gaming thing just because like yeah. i don't know it's just uh it, it seems like at minimum you need like the latency of like being all wired in and stuff like that to kind of like get under the threshold of not noticing that like there is a little bit of lag. I don't know. I
1: guess it depends on the game because when I was first, I haven't fiddled with cloud gaming in a while, but um, it worked darn well for like the games that I tried out. And then there were some games where it was like very apparent, like, oh, the lag yeah, is, yeah. It is unplayable. Um, and then you think of things like first person shooters that you think oh, latency is, is this big issue and like response time of refresh rates of screens. And, you know, people go through so much to have this optimal experience. And like a lot of times the back ends of these things are like all over the place anyway, right? And they're trying to align people's experiences up and stuff like that. And so it's not like everything, even if you do everything you can on your end, you're still um, at the mercy of like the back end of the game and stuff like that. And a lot of times um games just fudge a lot of stuff, too. So, um, I don't know. Maybe the experience is just fine of, of streaming Fortnite over the cloud, even though it feels like something that would need crazy precision. I don't know. Um, but it's interesting that this is a, a good first step for a free game to try um, Xbox cloud gaming if you haven't done so yet because you don't have, like, any Xbox
0: stuff. Yeah. Now you can try it out and check it out and see how it works. And Yeah, I mean, you know, I think my... Still, Microsoft's gambit on this is that they want as many people as possible to like try this out and be like, oh, hey, actually, this is pretty good, right? You know, yeah, and then be like, oh man, maybe I should. You what? Ten bucks a month? I can do that, right? Or right. what? Is it,
1: 15, Fifteen? Whatever it is. Yeah, so, like um, but yeah, so it was pretty cool to see this happen. It was pretty funny to watch, like the Tim Sweeney victory laps of tweeting about it and stuff like that. Oh my god. Uh, and then uh I did you we, I can't believe you even brought up the Apple Music
0: gate. Well, that's going do, on. like I I just like it's just like one of these things like I I really don't know who is more annoying on Twitter these days. <laughs> yeah. Like is it like Tim Tim Sweeney doing like everything he can to yeah. like try to get like any dunk in on Apple or is it like the wildly dedicated contingent of people that seem to like just have his have his like all of his tweets uh, set to notifications on their phone, yeah. To just yeah. like instantly defend Apple on like yeah. anything, you know. I, I am right there with you. It's just like God, this I you know I I just like don't know who's more annoying. Yeah. Well,
1: I think we've said before, just in the whole general sense of the Epic v Apple, Epic v Apple. Hmm. I like that. Um, Epic v Apple stuff is that I feel like everybody sucks. Like there's no like side to root for, right? Um, I feel like there's good arguments on both sides for a lot of this stuff, but the way that they're handling it is like a bunch of babies and it's hard to root for either of them really. Um, And I kind of feel that way about stuff like this where it's like, you know, so what's been happening is that um, people have noticed that if you download Apple Music, say you don't use Apple Music, but you use Spotify and that's your main music app if you downloaded apple music from the app store it would replace spotify in your dock and it seemed like on the surface like oh apple's just like using their muscle to make sure you use apple music like whatever it what it turned out to be is like a weird software glitch type thing where it it installs itself into that like bottom right part of your dock that position Um, And it will replace any app that's in that position. It doesn't specifically seek out your music app and replace it. Um, I think it has to do with... Remember, like, a long time ago, you couldn't delete default apps off the iPhone. And then now you can. And now you go re-download them through the App Store like a normal app. But they aren't normal apps. They are part of the um, operating system of the iPhone. So it's different. But they... Apple kind of pulled some tricks to make it feel more like it's just a regular app that you can delete and redownload if you need to or whatever. I think this all just stems from that. And the fact that the app that's where the Apple music app would be if you bought a stock iPhone or whatever, um, rather than some nefarious plot to overwrite yeah. music right. app and get you to be an Apple music subscriber. But that's how people are like liking to p- portray it online, AKA Tim Sweeney. So um I just thought that whole thing was super funny like oh apple is is going into your phone without your permission and putting their app right where it was like didn't you download it from the app store like
0: but anyway yeah uh, yeah i don't know i i it, there's there you, you go know, there's so many things to roll your eyes at these days i just <laughs> yeah. don't need one more take your um, so Fortnite back on iOS. If you want to,
1: you can play it through Xbox cloud gaming. You can just spend all your money on V bucks and it'll all go straight to Epic and Tim Sweeney, I guess. I don't know. No 30% Apple tax for you. Um, but if you've been missing Fortnite, this is, this is your option now if you're on iOS. So worth checking out, I guess. Mm. And then I had one last story for the day. And then I think I'm, I'm finished. Um, And that was something that we just posted today. Um, Mikhail, who's been doing some pretty cool features lately, um, did a big feature on uh, Dead Cells updated review because um, Dead Cells, when it launched in 2019 and then was our 2019 game of the year, that was a very different Dead Cells than it is today. And for a really long time, the mobile version was pretty wildly out of step with the PC version and even most of the console versions that would get um DLC and like different updates and features um much sooner. And so Play Digis is who brought Dead Cells to iOS in the first place. And um they have always said like yeah we're trying to play catch up and we we see a point in the future where we're gonna be at parity with all the rest of the versions of the game on different platforms. Um, And they've been doing a really awesome job at that. And in fact, the last big update, either the last update or the update before it, one of them was like three updates rolled into one. Um, And so if you're talking about like DLC wise, the iOS version is actually with parity with the other versions of the game. Um, I think it's one update outdated from the PC version that has a few different features and things like that that aren't in the iOS version yet but I think that there's a point now we're actually going to get to where all these versions are the same. And I think it would be pretty, pretty awesome if every p- version gets on the same page update wise, if there was some sort of cloud save feature, so you could oh, yeah. transfer your products between each. That um, that's something I've noticed. And Mikhail points out in this little thing that he wrote up today. Um, it sucks to play a version of Dead Cells that you've put a bunch of time in and have a bunch of DLC on and have unlocked a million things and then go to another platform and play it and start at the beginning. And a lot of times, like, if you have to start over in a game, it's like, oh, this is kind of like a happy accident. Like, my save got deleted, but I'm really enjoying replaying this game or whatever. I don't think that's the case with Dead Cells. I feel like Dead Cells, you're just like, oh, God, I don't have this. I don't have that. Like, oh, this is oh, this is a pain in the ass. So um, this is the type of game more than any other, I think, that would – benefit really well from being like, I could play on PC. I could play on switch. I can play on mobile and I have, my progress goes with me everywhere. Um, So I feel like that would be the ultimate dream. That's actually something, um, Terraria, which uh, got updated um, last week or the week before to be brought in line with all the other versions of the game. And now that everything's in line, their next big goal is cross platform play. So like online play between PC and iOS and whatever. Um, So they're working towards a similar goal, but I mean, there's a lot of technical hurdles to get over with stuff like that. Um, But, you know, if that's the ultimate dream, that would be pretty sweet to have just progress saving across every version of Dead Cells because I do own it on like six platforms. I think every platform I have, I own it on. So it would be pretty cool to just have one version of progress to, to worry about, but
0: yeah, um, that's tricky though. With how, how many different platforms everything it's on. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Very. Tr- I, I, that's another anyway, game. I'm excited to play on steam deck and just have that be like the definitive dead cell save for me. Uh, yeah. That, that I,
1: I, if I hadn't dumped most of my time into the iOS version compared to other versions. Um, but when I finally get my, my normal steam deck, I think that I will start dedicating time to that version too, because it's more likely you'll be able to take a PC game save with you somewhere else too. than like, Oh, I can't really transfer my switch save or my iOS save or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I, I will probably start over on there, but it will be hard. But yeah, on mobile is where I have everything. So, um, but the steam deck is like the, it's like Hades. It's like dead cells should just be like pre-installed on every steam deck.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree.
1: Uh, but anyway, yeah, definitely read this feature if you're a Dead Cells fan or if you're not because he also goes into um, sort of mini-reviews of all the DLC that's come out for the, for the game over the years. And um, if you haven't bought any of it or whatever, or wondering which one's like the best one to start with or, or whatever, um, he answers that. And um, I just thought it was fun to read through something about Dead Cells so many years after it came out because it really is so much different than it was when it first launched on iOS. Yeah. A few years ago. So pretty cool. Yeah. Let's check that out. Uh, Dead Cells review update. We just posted it today. I'll have links to all these stories in the uh, podcast post.
0: And that's it. That's all I've got. You got any last words? Well, you want to blow through the Playdate games real quick? Just uh, no, we can get caught uh, up.
1: Yeah, let me, uh, you know, the ending stuff, regular listeners. If you don't want to hear Playdate talk, uh, end the tape now. Get the, get the hell out of here. Stop. Press stop. Or I'm going to give you five seconds, and then we're going to just spoil every Playdate game. Um, if you want to hear about Playdate stuff, then continue listening. If not, we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, support us on Patreon. You know where we're at. Everyone knows all this stuff already. Okay. All right. So, go forward.
0: Actually, I need to go grab my... Oh, my Keep God. Keep talking. Oh, my God. So, um, we already talked about, uh, week one, which was uh, casual birder and, uh, yeah. whitewater wipeout. Right. Yeah. So since then, uh, last week for me being on the bleeding edge of this was, um, the, the cranking cranking game time, time traveling cranking or whatever.
1: That feels like the poster boy game for this thing.
0: Yeah. I was really surprised that this wasn't like a, uh, open the box and play this game kind of thing. I kind of was
1: too, but week two is pretty close. So
0: well, but then you know, so then you had Boogie Loops, which is basically like a, a Mario Paint sound creator thing. Yeah, that I didn't fuck with at all because I was like, I don't. I mean, I messed with it for a little bit. I was like, yeah, this is not. I my tried, game. and I don't really get it. And it yeah. was kind of a bummer, is that you know, so many, so few people have this thing that I was like, oh, I'm sure some people are making real cool stuff with this, and then it was just like, oh, I had to, like, not even any. Like anyone, anywhere even talking about this. Right, right. Um, like, let's see. Yeah, n- not nothing on Twitter when I search. Yeah. Anyone? Oh, okay, there's one uh, video of someone that made something.
1: I can't remember if I downloaded it, but did you see on Itch, um, somebody made like a Flipnote um, clone for this thing? Uh, no. That, um, do you remember Flipnote from the DS days or whatever, where you could like, you would draw like the top, part of something and then it would send it. And then the other person oh, would drop yeah, the yeah, bottom yeah. half or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They basically made that for the play date and um, you can flip through things with like the crank or whatever, and people can make like crazy animations and stuff like that. I don't know if I downloaded it, but anyway, I haven't really gone diving for any new games for this thing outside of the season yet.
0: So. Yeah. I got, um, the snake game that you talked about bloom A jokes for 99 cents um sketch share solve which is that picross game it's pretty good yeah uh so this this week's games uh lost your marbles which i don't know i'm not super wild about right now um because it just seems to be like a lot a lot of dialogue yeah (laughs) with a very 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 basic sort of like mini game that collects that connects a lot more dialogue. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, this is not what I want. I have, I thing.
1: have tried a few times
0: and keep bouncing off it because it's too much to take in and I'm not in the mood. Um, I mean, it's like one of those things where like, I, I just kind of wanted to see like what the game mechanic was. And it is like minutes yeah, of point, text. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and the, then, but, the, but pick pack pup was the other one.
1: Dude, and so this, this is, is
0: this might be my favorite game so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like just a very, very, very lightweight uh, kind of like uh, matching game. So it's kind of like if you took what what is it a tapper or a clicker or what what is the name for the genre where you're like are tapping the groups of tap to pop I think it's called or okay, tap so to it, It's that plus the ability to kind of like uh, move pieces around, sort of like a more traditional match three. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. You kind of at its like most basic level you're moving stuff around to to create groups which you then tap to move off the play oh, yeah. field uh-huh. but like when you go a step higher it's like there's this, a whole other strategy of like moving pieces around so when you pop those packages and have yeah. them go off the screen you're like creating even larger groups of yeah. whatever you're matching which i think is really cool and like this this is like the pick-up-and-play-for-two-minutes sort of thing that I was really hoping for with the play date. Yeah, same here. And yeah, I think uh, if I had to choose, I think I like Crankin'
1: the most, but this would be the very close second. And probably I've played more than any other game on the play date. But um, just super smart mechanic that feels like, I don't know if anyone's done it before, but if they haven't, why haven't they done it before? Yeah, uh, And it kind of reminds me of like... They're like the dots and boxes game or whatever. Um, something sort of like that where you like... You have this drive to want to like take up the whole board with pieces.
0: Yes, And then yes. So get like a huge And when combo. you don't,
1: it's like aggravating. Like, oh, I, I can't believe I didn't see that I left that piece in the corner and now I'm screwed or whatever. Um, that's like a really huge drive for me to, to do well in this game, um, which I think is pretty cool. But yeah, just... Overall, really, really, really good game. Um, And definitely something that I thought there would be more of on the play date is something that you can just pick up and fiddle with for a few minutes and then put down. I feel like I was pretty surprised by how many games are dialogue heavy and are like time requirement heavy, I guess, Um, which this one does have like a cool story. And there is sort of like some stuff going on. But it's also like, hey, hop in and play a quick like, you know, endless game or whatever if you're not into doing story stuff, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty it's cool. Neat. I like yeah, it a I lot. It. So yeah,
1: that's. Um, I, that's... Wish I, <clears throat> I wish I could figure out the um, the what's it called other game this week or uh, Boogie Loops. I've tried to play this thing, and I feel well, like it like could it's be really not cool,
0: like a game. It's like a it's synth- like a synthesizer app, app sort of it.
1: thing. Well, when you look at like the pre-made stuff, you're like, oh wow, this is like really complex and you could do a lot of crazy stuff with it. And then if you try to do something, it's like, I don't even know where to start. Like the board is so big that there's so many things to do. It seems like something that would be really cool if you learned what to do, but like so many other games on here too, there's no like instruction book or you don't, it doesn't tell you what to do. It just throws you into it. Um, which I thought was kind of frustrating.
0: Yeah. And then, Cranking. How f- far have you gotten in cranking? Uh, so I think I'm on. Let's see here. I'll, I'll load it up and tell you. I want to say like date eleven or something. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, eleventh date. Yeah, eleventh date. Me Which too. is the uh, the one where the pigs just kind of like come running like. Oh no, it's not. It's the like little coffee table ones. Oh yeah, that one's that's tricky. I I think I can get past that
1: one. The pigs that come from behind your house, um, I got stuck on that one for multiple days because I was just like, this doesn't make sense. There's nothing you can do. And I even thought like, oh, they're being tricky and you got to walk out and trigger the pigs. And then, yeah, immediately yeah, yeah, back I back the same thing. Nope. You can't do that either. Um, that was the one that it, I learned. Okay. This thing wants you to crank it like so fast
0: that it feels like you're going to break it. Well, did and you see that they cool. nerfed it? actually like they updated the game to make those slower oh really yeah um probably because everyone was in that because i did the same thing i was like i was like i don't know what else to do i gonna crank this thing as hard as i fucking can which just seems like counterproductive (laughs) well i remember
1: one of the things like one of the um cables like interviews talking about this how they made it and stuff like that and they were like um one of the most important things to us was that the crank is like rock solid and it's never going to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I was like, yeah, it seems fine. Like, I don't see this thing ever going to break or whatever. And then I played that and I was like, oh God, if there's more games that have you cranking like that, this is going to break. Um, not really break, but you know, it just, I can see how you would abuse something to the point that it might break. Um, and that's the the first game that really made me do that. Hmm. So pretty cool though. But yeah, I like cranking a lot. I think it's just a clever game.
0: Yeah. No, it's neat. I, I don't know. The um, pick pack pup is my favorite so far. But yeah, cranky crank yeah, is cool. Yeah, that's
1: just a super good game that should be on your phone. Um, are you still
0: uh, working around the not lit up screenness of this? Eh, I kind You're of just there? got used to it, and it's not really a yeah. no. No, it doesn't. It se- still seems dumb, but it doesn't really bother me that much anymore. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I guess we're caught up on Playdate stuff. So we can talk about uh, the other ones next week. Whatever comes out next week. I'd be surprised.
1: I, uh, I don't know if, can you hear this clicking noise? Yeah. That's the top of my playdate. <laughs> uh, it's the part that's supposed to be connected. Uh, yeah, that seems concerning. Um, hmm. anywho. Yeah. Play date. Still fun. Still love it, but, um, still wish I had a lit up screen. I think it would be, uh, I think it would change everything. I yeah. think I would play it way more. Um, but I do
0: do still like it, and
1: it seems like more and more people are getting them, and a lot more stuff is coming out for it.
0: I do think that it would be cool to, um, if there was kind of like an auto lock feature where, like, you know, if yeah. you don't touch it for a few minutes, it just like goes back to the clock. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, def- I definitely I have like I mean, set it's not it. Hard to sleep it, but yeah, it's not hard to sleep it. But I definitely just have set it down and been like, oh shit, this thing's been running all this time. That's stupid. Thankfully, the screen doesn't use any battery, hardly at
1: all. Yeah, uh, pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, playdate, it's cool. Check it out. Um, anything else you want to add to this week's show? Nope, that's it for me. All right. So thanks for listening to the playdate bonus ending. Hopefully, you were—if you didn't want to be spoiled—you were able to dive across the room to your computer and hit pause or stop or whatever. Um, if you're in like a hostage situation and you're tied up and you're subjected to listening to this against your will. Sorry. Sorry. We spoiled this week's games. We're going to do this again next week, I think. And, uh, for the next three months until we go through all the games, right? Hell yeah. Uh, cool. So thanks again for listening and we will be back with another episode of the Tetrarchate show next week.
0: See ya.